In this episode, I have the opportunity to speak with Ryan Mickler. He is the founder of the movement and podcast called Order of Man. He's also a best-selling author of the book Sovereignty, Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men. He's also somebody who I have um, drawn some virtual mentorship from. Uh, I'm also part of the mastermind group that he leads up through the Order of Man called the Iron Council and have seen significant value in my personal life. And we can t- dig into that on the basis of the Order of Man and how it all started with Ryan's uh, personal journey and how mental fortitude, taking personal responsibility for his own actions, uh, evolved to this movement. And uh, we discuss a few other topics like personal growth, the need for variability, and we talk about time travel. No, not actually traveling in time, but the value of mentorships and the fact that there's a roadmap, a map set out with mentors. And we dig into a few other things and his personal uh, favorite rest and recovery method. So sit back, listen, and I would encourage you to follow Ryan uh, at Ryan Mickler or The Order of Man on Instagram. Um, but enjoy. Thanks. All right, welcome to another episode of the Rest and Recovery Podcast. My guest today is none other than Ryan Mickler, founder of the movement that is the Order of Man. He's a podcaster, author, husband, and father. Uh, Welcome, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast. Looking forward to it, man. Uh, I'm glad to be joining you today. Yeah, grateful for your time. So uh, before we jumped into it, I did want to, I attended the main event last year Mm -hmm. and meant to ask you this, but um, how did you meet up with Steven Mansfield? He's kind of how I've located you. Uh, oh, is that right? Years ago, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. Uh, I think Stephen initially came on my podcast to discuss his book, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, which is right. somewhere up there, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a great book. Anyways, I invited him to come on the podcast, and then he came out with another book at the, uh, very close to the same time called, uh, I think it was called Building Your Band to Brothers, and right. uh, had really tried to promote his work and what he was doing, because I believe fully in what he was doing. Uh, and then we had a meetup several years ago in Nashville, and uh, we reached out to him and asked if he'd be willing to come out and speak because he's part of the time he spends in, in Nashville. So he said, yeah, I would love to do that. So yeah. he came and, and spoke at our event. Uh, and then I believe, I can't remember for sure, he may have come on one additional time, but uh, his team actually just reached out to me and uh, he's going to be coming on again because he's got a new book coming out. So Oh, awesome. Uh, and, and then he also ended up, I didn't even say this, but he ended up writing uh, a, a testimonial for uh, my book, Sovereignty, as well, which was oh, nice. which was a real honor that he would do that and yeah. uh, had, some, had some nice things to say about what we were doing. So him and I have been, built a friendship over the past several years. Awesome. Yeah, he was how I discovered you and um, some association there was the church and he was associated mm-hmm. with the same church body I was part of and mm-hmm. spoke often and, and read his book and, and dovetailed nicely. Oh yeah. Um, Great information. Definitely. Yeah. In fact, I just bought one of his books that I, I think he wrote a long time ago about uh, the, the power character and leadership of uh, Winston Churchill. I can't remember what the title is, but I just bought it yesterday. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that. Yeah. He's run a, written a couple on uh, a variety of presidents. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for some of the folks that don't know, um, about you and the movement that you've started, the order of man, uh, which I'm a card carrying member. Um, 
But you do need to get cards. That's a good idea. Yeah, we should, we should get some cards or like some proof of of, of membership, something like that. I yeah, like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, knowing your backstory on, um, you know, your personal development and how uh, your personal you mentioned testimony. You know, you've heard the term "your test is your testimony," and yours is really helped catalyze, I think, a, a broader movement. And you're one of a number of folks driving towards kind of rediscovering and reclaiming manhood and something that uh, masculinity and that I associated with. But um, really, for me in this podcast is the Restroom Recovery Podcast. Um, it dovetails well in in my mind on the recovery side and associated with mindset as kind of foundational to overall wellness. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe we just start there with your backstory and, and, and going back to the beginning of order. Of man. Uh, the beginning of, of, of order of man. Uh, yeah. let's see. So it, I started the, the movement five years ago, March of 2015. Uh, I had done another podcast for my financial planning practice that I owned at the time. I'd been in the financial services industry for about 10 years, just under, uh, and realized I really loved the medium of podcasting, but just wanted to shift gears, have a different conversation. And when I started order of man, uh, I did it with selfish intentions which was to learn from other men who had achieved on the personal and professional front. Uh, so I thought, you know, of course I'll be able to get wisdom and extract knowledge and information from these guys, but like, what value do I have to offer? Right. Uh, and I had the other podcast at the time and I thought, well, why don't I just pivot? I'll just shift gears and, and we'll, we'll launch this other, other organization. Uh, and, that's why these guys would want to come on because I'll broadcast it and promote it to, to my audience, which was non-existent at the time. <laughs> so yeah, I launched in 2015 and, uh, man, it just blew up from day one. It did more downloads in the first day than, than any other day that my previous podcast had done over a period of four or five months. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. uh, I, I felt pretty quickly like we were onto something, which is a testament to the message and the timing of the market and, what men wanted to hear and needed to hear to improve themselves and become more capable. Uh, and we've been going strong for five years. Really, my goal is to equip and enlist an army of men who are motivated and ambitious and capable as husbands and fathers, leaders inside of their community, owners of their business, just better men in general. So that's yeah. the mission we've been on for the past five years. And I feel like uh, we've done a lot of things right, uh, but I feel like we're we're just now starting to get a lot of traction and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Cause we're on that exponential growth curve at the point. So it's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. So on the personal <laughs> development side, what was maybe the Genesis one, one of evolving to that movement to realizing that you had to continue to enhance and grow your personal growth? Yeah, well, it actually started years before my wife and I had a, uh, a separation uh, in, I lose track of the time, like the time, it was 2000, must've been like 2009, 2008, 2009, somewhere right in there. I think it's 2009. It's, it seems like everything's just like going so fast. It's hard yeah. to remember exact dates, but I think it was 2009. We went through a separation and for a long time I blamed her, you know, why could she, why was she doing this? Why was she being disloyal? Why didn't she appreciate what I was doing for the family? Cause I was trying to grow my business at the time. Uh, and I, I had a, a, a cathartic type moment where I realized, you know, maybe I have more to do with this than initially I had given myself credit for. Uh, 
Uh, and that's about the time where I really started to turn my life around. I was, I was overweight. I was out of shape. I was struggling financially and, and with my business at the time. And, um, I stopped focusing so much on her at that time during our separation, uh, and really started to focus on myself and get back into shape and, and, and start worrying about how to manage my money and how to market and grow my business. And interestingly enough, as I began to work on myself, uh, she responded to that. That, that makes sense. Now right. it makes sense. <laughs> that's, that's influence, right? When you fix yourself and change yourself, then people are going to be positively inspired by that. Uh, so long story short, we ended up salvaging our, our relationship and we've been married, uh, 17 years in the next couple of months. We'll be 17 years. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Uh, and, uh, actually I think it's 16 years. I'm getting the dates wrong. It's somewhere in there. Don't tell her I said Close. that, but it's That's somewhere right. in there. That's right. I'll edit. I'll edit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, you know, and then we got back together and over a course of, uh, several years, I kind of slipped back into some default patterns and habits and, you know, it never went back to where I, I was when we went through our separation, but, you know, lost some traction. So I remember sitting, uh, it was a parade in our hometown and I was 50 pounds overweight. And I remember sitting on the, the steps and, uh, this woman was walking by, she was actually walking in the parade, handing out flyers. And I looked at it and there was a CrossFit gym that was opening it up, up. And I, I knew I needed to do something, but I wasn't sure what I needed to do. And, I looked at that as a sign and I said, great, okay, I'll start CrossFit on Monday. And I went on Monday and went religiously for five days a week for years. And it was amazing how much that, that transformed uh, my life. And then eventually, and again, I'm skipping ahead here, but eventually sure. uh, through the things that I learned about my fitness and through uh, growing the business and, and trying to be more influential and leading my family and doing all the things that I felt like I was starting to get a hold of, I, I thought this would be a great opportunity to share this with other people. And, uh, so that's the, that's the, the, the timeline of really the, uh, the catalyst, the start of order of man. Great. Yeah. Um, I can definitely relate. It's probably why I've been following you for much of that time frame mm -hmm. and, and went ahead and about a year ago, joined the iron council, which is a different element of the, the order, but, yeah. um, it was just, the the transformation piece, right. Being able to <clears throat> recognize. So within yourself, as you like came to that conclusion and started to kind of pivot right away from the way you were to the way you have evolved now, was there something specific like within yourself that you realized, gosh, I'm looking at this the wrong way or, you know, I'm approaching this the wrong way or my pride's getting in the way. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it had to do with responsibility. I had given away so much power and authority over my life to other people, to the company I was working with at the time, to the economy, to the president, to my wife, to my kids. I thought it was everybody else's responsibility to ensure that my finances were taken care of, uh, or, or that I was fulfilled in my marriage, uh, or that my, uh, my business was growing. I had put it on everybody else and it's tempting to do, but what I realized, and it took a long time to realize this, but what I realized is when you give away power and responsibility and authority, whether you're doing it intentionally or unintentionally, you're giving away sovereignty. You're giving away power that you have to actually correct and rectify the situation you may find yourself in, right? Because if it's somebody else's responsibility or somebody else's fault, then 
you basically have handcuffed yourself, tied your hands behind your back and said, Hey, there's nothing I can do. I just have to wait until these external circumstances change. Yeah. And that passive approach to life obviously produces less than desirable results. Uh, It wasn't until I began to recapture some of that sovereignty, some of that control and responsibility over my life, the the goods and the bads, like the positives and the negatives, the failures, the successes, all of it. Sure. You can't cherry pick, right? Oh, this is going well is because of me. Oh, that's not going well. It's because of somebody else. It's either all you or all something else. It's right. And, and it's never all something else. It's always all you. So I realized that I've got to take the good with the bad and I can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and I'm going to take full responsibility for every element of my life and let the chips fall where they may. And when I started to do that and implement the systems and strategies that I share and have been over the past five years, my life began to turn around. Started making more money, advancement within my career, the relationship was better, the intimacy was better, more connected with my kids, physical health uh, much better. I mean, so many wonderful, positive, tangible results came from recapturing authority and and responsibility of my life. Yeah. And um, would you say even emotionally able to adapt and adjust um, and maybe even interpret circumstances a little more clearly? Um, I, I'm, I, I would use the term maybe emotionally mature. If, if, if you're talking yeah. about emotions, like I, I'm better able to understand what my emotions are trying to teach me. I think a lot of men, cause we work exclusively with men. I think a lot of men believe or have been led to believe that emotions are dangerous and they are to be squashed and hidden and, and not shared or not experienced. And granted, there are times where it's not appropriate to be emotional, but there's also times where it's appropriate to take a step back and try to interpret like you would a dream or a complex math problem, what it is you're trying to do and figure out why you feel the way you do. So for example, if you're angry about something, anger actually might be the right emotion. So some people actually get guilty for feeling anger. (laughs) It's like they're compounding the problem, right? Right. Or, 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 or they feel guilty and they don't want to feel that way because they're angry. And so what do they try to do? They try to squash the anger by bottling it up, penting it up and not having any outlet for it. Yeah. A more it turns mature, into an explosion later. Exactly. Yeah. You can never get rid of it. It's still there. You just might subdue it for a while. A more mature way to address your, your emotions, the way you feel about things is to strive to understand what they're teaching you and then act accordingly. So if you're angry uh, because you're not experiencing the results in your career. Okay, well, let's come up with a plan to fix the career so therefore the emotion is resolved, not just hidden. Uh, if you're feeling guilty about that big bag of chips that you had last night, then <laughs> don't have the chips tonight. Like That's how you fix that. Right. right. So your emotions are simply indicators of something that's going on in your life, good or bad. I, yeah. I, I liken our emotions to the dashboard on a vehicle. So if, if you're driving down the road and your check engine light comes on, you're not just going to keep driving. Like, I mean, some, some people might, <laughs> but <laughs> ideally you'd take it into the shop and they would figure out why it's coming up and they'd come up with a code, right? They'd plug the computer in it and come up with a code and then they'd say, okay, well, you know, you need to change your spark plugs. I'm not mechanically inclined. Right. So then you would change your spark plugs and then the light goes away. 
<laughs> like you just solved right. it. Or if, or if you're looking at the fuel gauge and you're driving down the road and the, the gas, the, the fuel light comes on and says you're low on gas. Well, then you find the next gas station and you put gas in your vehicle and then you just keep driving. Like right. it's just, it's simply an indicator for something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And I guess related to the way I posed the question, like the dashboard also can be faulty. Um, meaning you can have that check engine light and there might be nothing wrong. It might be the sensor. So if you relate that to emotions, if your sensor, you're interpreting the information coming in incorrectly, you're going to respond disproportionate to the circumstance. Does that make yeah, sense? It does make sense. Um, I'm not sure I entirely agree with a metaphor, but I think I agree with the underlying philosophy, uh, yeah. which is that it, it, it could be easy for you to misinterpret what your emotion is telling you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. I agree with that. Yeah. So um, as you were progressing, it's personal development. You know, it's for us to understand, it seems we have to sometimes make things binary, but in all reality, we've got multiple things happening. So how do you work through the tension between progress and perfection? Uh, action. I mean, it's you that just, simple. You just take that straightforward. Yeah, yeah. For me, it is, you know, I, I think you talk about the complexity and the nuances and maybe the gray in between the black and white. The greater risk is not that you're taking in all of that. The greater risk is that not enough people take enough action, right? We, we spend too much time thinking and pondering and studying and reflecting on the nuances when it simply means like, what workouts do I do? I don't know. You just go work out. You just lift something heavy. If there's a tire, you go lift it. If you have a sledgehammer, you hit it against that tire. If you have a, a, a little bit of space, you go run. If you have some heavy things, you deadlift it. If you can do an incline press, then that's what you do. And if you don't have that, then you do some push-ups. You know, it's the greater risk lies in not doing anything, not thinking about it too much. Right, right. And you'll figure that stuff out along the way, right, If you're if you're intentional about it. So let's just take it in the context of working out because I know a lot of your audience is interested in being healthy. You, if, if you start working and then you reflect on, okay, did that work? You know, I did this workout and I feel it here, or I feel it there, or I've been doing it for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and I'm seeing results, I'm losing weight, I'm gaining strength because I'm documenting it. Okay, well, that's how you begin to fix it. That's how you address the nuances. Like maybe instead of doing a, a bench press, I'm going to start working on an incline press to hit my, my upper chest instead, right? right? So you start working on those nuances, but it's like walking in the path of a forest. Sometimes you don't know where the path leads and you actually don't get to see where the path leads until you take the first couple of steps and you walk into those, that forest, you walk on that trail and then you're presented with a couple options and then you take another step and you're presented with different options, but you don't get to see it. There's no map, right? And we can talk about that in a minute because there is kind of a map and I'll explain what I mean. But for you individually, you don't get to see it until you start taking the, the, the action and start walking right. the path. And then you can figure it out from there. Um, so you mentioned the map. Yeah. Well, the map is, it, it's a funny way to say it, but the map is time travelers. So let, let me explain what I mean by that because that's kind of a, an interesting thought. And I heard this one time and it made so much sense to me. If you take an individual, not, anybody, doesn't matter. And you do what they do, you follow their path, you're going to end up where they are. So in a way, you get to see what your future looks like. These are time travelers. 
If you're following somebody who's producing less than favorable results, they're coming back in time to tell you that the path you're currently on is going to yield this result. Yeah, I understand. And and the opposite holds true. If you see somebody who's successful, let's say you want to follow you or me or whoever you're inspired by, and you say, I want to do what that guy does. I'm a time traveler. I get, I've already been to your future. If you do what I do and what I've done, then it's likely you're going to produce similar results in your life. Yeah. So the map is mentors. Find people who have done what it is you're after and do what they do. It's like programming. You just put it into the computer, run the one, run the script, and that's the result that it produces for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I never thought of it in the context of you know time travelers or the roadmap. That's that's a good you know metaphor for it. Well, it is good because look, a lot of people. So, for example, we work with a lot of men, and a lot of men have some real contention and animosity built up about their fathers, and yet they're doing the same damn things that their father did <laughs> expecting yeah. that somehow they're going to end up in a different place. It's like, look, if, if you don't respect who that man is, like why in the world would you can, he's your future. He's you 20 or 30 years from now. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't want to end up in that future, whatever that space looks like, then you've got to be in somebody else's future. You, you've got to follow a different path. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot of it has to do with the mental fortitude. So what are some of the maybe tools that you've used over your lifespan um, that either enable or empower strengthening that mental fortitude? Does it still revolve around action? Uh, Yes. Action above and beyond what you were expecting because you can train mental fortitude. So uh, I was in the military and in 2005, we went to Ramadi, Iraq. And when we were in uh, Camp Shelby, which is in Mississippi, doing some training, we had our battalion commander uh, lead us on a run. And during the run, he said, you know, we're going to do four laps around the base or whatever. I can't really remember what it was, but he told us what we were going to do. So we get done with the four laps and we're, we're winding down. And what does your mind do? You're like, oh, good. I'm ending. I'm done. Like, this is over. Good. I want it to be done. We get to where we had started and he says, we're going to run it again. (laughs) And, and then he explained, we're going to run it again because I want you to be prepared that there, that the end might not actually be the end. What you perceive as being the end, you might have to go further. And I want to prove, I want you to prove to yourself that you're capable of more than you thought you were. Yeah. That lesson stuck with me forever. So even this afternoon, I used the same lesson. I went and did a workout and I, I like to program my own workouts because it needs to be fun and engaging. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult for me to do. So here's what I did. It was five rounds and it was um, tire, tire jumps instead of box jumps, but it was a jump up, down into the middle, jump up, and then out. So I did that 10 times. Okay. So that would have been like 20 jumps, right? And then it was, um, where did I go from there? It was uh, center mass bell, one arm snatches, right? So I did that, 10 on each arm. And then it was a 400 meter run. And then it was uh, 20 kettlebell swings. And it was five times. So that's what I wrote down. I'm like, cool, I'll get through this. I got to round five and I'm like, oh, good, it's over. And then I did two extra rounds. Like I forced myself to do act two. Cause in my mind I was like five rounds, like I can do five rounds. And right. then I got done. I'm like, I can do two more, go do two more. So always exceed 
whatever it is you're doing by 20%. Just always do that. Whatever your expectation is, whatever the thought is, whatever you want to do, take it an additional 20%. And what you begin to prove is that you're capable of going that additional 20% and you make it more difficult than maybe it has to be so that in moments of real stress and toil and turmoil, you're capable of, of dealing with uncertainty, variables, and unknowns. You have to train your mind to be able to do that. Yeah. If you always just simply meet the expectation, that's great. That's fine. But that's, that's like the minimum. That's like the minimum required. And if you want to do more, you want to be more, you want to be capable of more, then you have to continually exceed the expectation in all ways. If you tell a client, hey, I'll get this to you in five days, you better get it to them in four. 20% better than what you said you were going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exceed the expectation in all ways. Yeah. I've, I've um, so I've, my day job historically has been in kind of sales, IT sales, and all sales training was a similar mindset where they would say the people who end up not making it through sales or sticking with sales will often stop at, they give a number and they'll say, you know, eight. Mm -hmm. But if you go to that ninth and 10th call, the scale of growth and success, the, the bell curve shoots straight up. Right. And that it's another example of what you're saying is like, don't underestimate yourself. Take that one more step further. Um, yeah. In my financial planning practice, when I was getting it launched, we were trained to make uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 calls per day. It was my goal to make 30 calls per day. Every day, 30 calls. And yeah. I had a little tracker because you know all about <laughs> tracking because we have a lot of systems in the iron cup. That's what yep. works for me is tracking these things. Yeah. I had a little tracker and every call I would make. And I didn't even, tr I started to track the results of it, but initially I didn't even track the results. I'm like, all I need to do is make 30 calls, 30, that's it. And every day I'd go in there, tick, tick, tick. And it became a game. And I would look at it and think, oh man, I only got 20 that day. Like I actually need to make 40 today to make up for it. And I would yeah. actually make up for lost days, but it was, it was <clears> 50 to hundred percent more than what I had been required to do. And yeah. naturally I produced significantly better results than the average financial advisor because I was doing hundred percent more work than they were. And, and in the last two comments though, you, you pointed out two things of like your fitness and, and work is you kind of gamified it, right? Mm -hmm. Make it fun. Yeah. It's work, but, um, at least change it enough that you're going to pursue it where it's a little bit of a game for yourself. Yeah. I I've done a lot of like fitness programs and strength training things and, it's like, do, do, they give you four exercises, right? So it's deadlifts, it's squats, it's bench press and pull-ups. I mean, that's like a traditional strength training regimen. So they're like, so on Monday you do your, your bench press and you do your pull-ups. And then on Tuesday you do your deadlifts and your whatever, right? And it just like becomes like eating a bologna sandwich every day for the rest of your life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and I use bologna sandwich because that's what my mom used to put in my lunchbox. Uh, you and me both. Man, it's all I ever got, bologna sandwiches. If anybody today puts a bologna sandwich in my face, I will literally shove it in their face and say, get that out of here. <laughs> but that's yeah. what it became with my fitness stuff. And actually, look, regardless of what you think about CrossFit, some people really like CrossFit. Other people say it's even dangerous and all this stuff. Regardless of what you think, the reason it worked so well for me is because it was so varied in its approach to, and it, to, to fitness, and it kept my interest. It kept my mind engaged yeah. so that I would be motivated to actually go back. I feel the same way about jujitsu. When I go train, 
every day is different. And when I roll with this guy compared to that guy, it's like solving a completely different puzzle. And that to me engages the mind, which keeps me going back. And that's good for, for my body, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's probably in poor taste, but I used to always make the same similar joke is my ADD kicks in and is like, I need variability. I need different ways of doing something. Uh, because otherwise like, you know, it's probably in line with the new year's resolution where you're not going to pursue it because you're just going to, you just do this one thing over and over again. And then, you know, you get bored or you lose track of the, the whole point and the vision behind it. Yeah. I mean, you, you use the term ADD and I know you're saying that tongue in cheek, um, it's not even ADD. It's just human nature. Like even the palate, like when they do um, hot dog eating contests, I read this once, they do hot dog eating contests. People are capable of eating more hot dogs than they do, like, which is really gross to think about because <laughs> basically that's bologna in a yeah, exactly. like, log form, <laughs> right? So, uh, but, but there was this guy and I can't remember who it is, but he was a hot dog eating champion. And he realized that he, he needed to cleanse his palate because his palate was getting so bored that his body would begin to reject these hot dogs because <laughs> you're eating the same thing over and over and over again, mass quantities in a single sitting. Yeah. So he started dipping in, in water, like drinking water to like clean and refresh his palate and reset his palate. It, it's, the, it's the same in any facet of life. Like you need variability. Your, your muscles even need yeah. variability. If you continue to do the same thing, you'll produce some level of result, but then you'll plateau, right? Because your body has become accustomed to it. Right. And so you need the variance in order to stimulate new muscle growth, new development. The same is true with your, your mental capacity, your emotional well-being, your physical and spiritual well-being. The same is true. You need the variability because you need to be stimulated in different ways. Although your body is tremendous at adapting, which is a yes. wonderful thing, but it also becomes uh, part of the problem when it comes to complacency. Your body adapts to it. Cam Haynes is a guy I follow. The guy literally runs marathons on his lunch break <laughs> every day. And people always say, how can you do that? How can you, like, what about your body and your knees? And how do you, like, all this stuff. And he's like, the body will do what you demand of it. His yeah. body has evolved and adapted in a way that most people's haven't, not because they're not capable, but because he's trained it to do that. To do that. Wim Hof is very much the same way. Oh, how could you sit in an ice bath for two hours? Because he's trained his body to be capable of doing that. Any right. human being can do that. You yeah. just have to train your body to do it. And, and you know, it, those examples made me think of, you know, where somebody may be starting out and you talk about the roadmap or the, the time traveler and we look ahead, but sometimes we have to make sure the context is aligned properly that you're at two minutes. He's at two hours. Mm-hmm. Don't try and jump in a pool, ice pool for two hours yeah, if you've die. never developed your way up to it. So you have to have the right amount of stress and adaptation over time. Yeah. You have to earn, earn those stripes. You know, you, you, you don't get to shortcut. You don't get to fast forward. There's certain things that you can do that are more efficient, right? But you don't get to skip the lessons. You don't get to skip the, the training that goes into it. You actually have to suffer and go through it and build up the resiliency. So yeah, I mean, you always want to put the disclaimer, like, don't go try to do that because you could literally die if you do something like that. Right. But your body over time can evolve and grow and handle the capacity that you're demanding of it. Well, um, Ryan, we're kind of coming up on time. Um, wanted to close out with a couple of personal questions. Um, one, what are you reading right now? 
Uh, I just read, I just finished up uh, How to Think Like a Rocket Scientist, which is really good because I had a, uh, uh, a, quite literally a rocket scientist on the podcast to talk about the way that he thought about issues, the way that they sent uh, the, uh, rovers to Mars. Very fascinating discussion. Uh, I'm in the process right now of reading Jack Carr's Savage Son, which, again, he's coming on the pod. He already came on the podcast, which is why I continue to read those books. But he's got a great series. Uh, James Reese is the, the main character, but that one's called Savage Son. Uh, and then I just picked up another one just the other day, but uh, Sizing People Up is what it's called, Sizing People Up. Okay. So this is a, a gentleman who used to work for the FBI and created uh, systems and strategies for profiling people, for the psychology of understanding when people are telling the truth, when they're lying, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I'm reading right now. Cool. Yeah. Um, what are you listening to right now, music or podcast? Yeah, I don't listen to a lot of music. Occasionally, I'll listen to some country music, but primarily, I uh, listen to podcasts. I listen to uh, Dan Crenshaw's got a new podcast out. Ben Shapiro's one I listen to. London Real, Joe Rogan, Jocko, um, Stephen Mansfield's got a couple of podcasts out that I that I listen to. Great Man TV and the Stephen Mansfield podcast. Um. And there's some others in there, but those are the primary ones I listen to. Okay. So uh, final question. What is your go-to rest and recovery method? Mm. You know, I, it, all of it's pretty, pretty active. Like there isn't a whole lot of passivity in, in my life. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I might shoot my bow. You know, that's, that's something that I enjoy. It's still physical in nature. I'm still outside and outdoors. We might go for a walk as a family, uh, read a book, uh, playing the guitar occasionally. Like I'm not great at the guitar, but it is something that I occasionally pick up and strum on a little bit. Um, but most of it's actually pretty active because I just enjoy being active and moving and stimulating my mind. Puzzles. I like puzzles. My family and I, we, we all like puzzles. So we'll sit down and bust the puzzle out and crush it in, in a night. You know, that's something we enjoy doing as a family. So playing games, awesome. yeah, board games, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Puzzles is a recent uh, add to our family with the whole lock-in yeah. for the most part. So puzzles. we've been, uh, we, we have a, a few thousand piece puzzles and we've finished a couple. And so that's been, uh, been yeah. fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, Ryan, uh, this is great information. I am grateful for your time. Um, where can people find you? Uh, well, the podcast is called Order of Man. You're listening to a podcast now, so that's a great resource. Uh, you can go to our website, which is orderofman.com, or you can connect with me. Instagram's probably the best. That's at Ryan Mickler. My last name is M-I-C-H-L-E-R. So you'll find us between those several resources. Great. And we'll uh, be sure to add that in the show notes. Ryan, again, appreciate your time. Grateful for it. Be well. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode. Lots of great practical tips covered here today. And if you know someone who could get some value out of this episode, please share. Be super grateful. Uh, We're all about being well and improving our, our life. 
And so if someone can get value out of this, please remember to uh, subscribe, review, and share. Again, grateful for you. Remember, be rested, be well.